getting you on your way. In style. Okay, time to get started. With Joshua Simon on Kiss 92. Fresh off a nice long Deepavli weekend. I hope everyone got a nice break spent with your loved ones. You're on your way with Joshua Simon. I know uh, we had quite the storm today, uh, but we are going to conjure up some sunlight from within. I'm going to lift your spirits with the music you love. And guess what? Every evening this week, I know it's a relatively short week, uh, but we have a wireless bone conduction headphone set for you worth $189 from Sharp. Now, I love these. I got one of these for my mum. This way, when she goes for her walks or she takes the dog down or she sometimes likes to climb uh, Bukitima Hill uh, just to ensure that she's able to enjoy her summons, classical music. She's also at the same time able to be completely aware of what's around her. So these are over the ears. You don't actually put them in your ears. They're bone conduction headphones where you get to hear your environment as well well as some music you're on your way, I'm on my way. with joshua simon what's hot what's hot time to pop off let's talk about the spice girls real quick 90s icons their legacy lives on i will be a spice boy for life when everyone around me was like you sing best your boys nikado my cat i'm like spice girls now of course the song that we just heard <laughs> say you'll be there unfortunately um victoria beckham was not present in the last reunion when it was just the four coming together Reuniting at Wembley Stadium. That was huge for Jerry Halliwell. Of course, she famously left the group in 1998 and the girls performed without her. So this would have been a moment in history where all five would be performing Wembley. But no, Victoria Beckham, even though she said she was not going to perform, she didn't even show up in the audience. Shamin E, you covered this story. What are your thoughts? Uh, Okay, like... I feel bad for Victoria Beckham because even if she showed up, it's like, oh, uh, okay, you had the time to show up. You didn't have time to perform, you know? Okay, first so of all. So that's one. So I feel bad about that. Mm. So if she showed up, it would have been like, oh, uh, would have been nice to be on stage. Mm. Then if she didn't show up, she still gets flagged for it. So, I mean, she knows she's going to get flagged no matter what. So she might as well sit on her couch and make millions from her clothing line. Okay, so here's a fun little fact, okay? Mm. Wannabe. You wanna be my the biggest Spice Girls hit. Victoria Beckham does not sing at all in the entire song. Yeah, but she's a fashion icon. <laughs> but you, do you know what? I watched an interview recently and yes. Victoria Beckham said um, she and the girls, they still laugh about how it was Victoria that busted the, the fashion budget. Oh. Everybody else was wearing like... Um, uh, tier 2 brands or whatever yeah. and she was the one that was wearing all the luxury brands the little Gucci dress as she calls her. it exactly I mean Jerry Halliwell that famous Union Jack yeah outfit. she owns self you know that one she made herself exactly and yeah. then Victoria Beckham she would blow, like, exactly like you say you know she was the fashion one she was yeah. posh spice yeah. but with that said it mm. would have been nice you know mm. for her to at least go up on stage a little bit but I mean I think to your point, defending Victoria Beckham, she has revealed that it gives her a lot of anxiety yeah. to be back on stage, you know, because, you know, I kind of teased her a little bit. She doesn't really sing very much. She knows this. Correct. So, you know, quit while you're ahead. So, I think she, like, already knows that that was it. That was a time. She mm. doesn't want to 
go back to it because a lot of people will criticize her. Can you imagine? It'd be like, haha, she can't sing or haha, she can't dance or whatever. Ah. You know, and it could be like 90s. She lived it already. She dealt with it and she's in a very different stage of her life. True. She she also reunited with the group at the Olympics. Like, what a way to say all of us came together for the Olympics. Yeah. They did that one show and that is it is in the past. Then now do you think Mel B is a bit too much. Why? Huh? Spice Girls reference. Because every time Mel B gets to do an interview and obviously, inevitably, she'll be asked, are the Spice Girls going to reunite? She'll bring up Victoria Beckham's name again. That makes her feel bad also, right? Uh, you think she should stop it? Huh? I think so. <laughs> hey, Mel B, if you're listening to Kiss 92, hey, stop, stop it. it Shamin E will fill in for Posh Spice. <laughs> Keeping you company on your way home. Joshua Simon, Kiss 92. Hot. What's hot? Time to pop off. I cannot believe it. Before Demi Lovato, Selena Gomez, and even Miley Cyrus, for us millennials, it was Lizzie McGuire, a.k.a. Hilary Duff. And this song is now 20 years old. Stop it, huh? I still remember her going, you're watching Disney Channel. And then she'll draw the Mickey Mouse anyhow. And... But Hilary Duff recently did an interview where she reflected on her past and what it was like being a childhood actress. Uh, with us is entertainment guru Charmaine E. I think when you're, uh, I mean, I covered a, a bit of this on the show, right, on my show, where when you are so young, at the age of seven or eight, you're told, yeah, you didn't get the role. Somebody else, uh, for whatever reason, got that role and you have to process it. It's big feelings for a seven, eight-year-old. I mean, anybody under 12 lies like a big feeling, right? Rejection. I know, exactly. it's a big deal. Because when we think of someone like Lindsay Lohan, Hilary Duff, we think of the movies where they are in, but we don't know the movies they did not get chosen for and like can you imagine the process oh why do you think I didn't get it oh cause you're you know the, the person that got it is cuter mm. someone's cuter taller slimmer right as opposed to like when you're a bit older at least you can you can try to register like ah okay yeah. maybe so and so had a better relationship with the casting company but when you're younger you're like oh am I not cute enough am I not pretty enough and if you don't have the right system to deal with that oh very important Exactly, you know, because yeah. if you look at these child actors, mm. a lot of the the ones that unfortunately went through a rough trajectory, they could not turn to their family. And you look at Britney Spears even, mm. right, where even your family is trying to capitalize mm -hmm. off you. So you don't know who to trust, you know, and I look at Hilary Duff today. I'm very proud of where she is. Now she's a mom, isn't she? Yeah. And she has to teach her son how to deal with rejection. Well, I mean, and this is something that actually my husband had to teach me recently. Oh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, initially, I didn't take rejection very well in my early 20s. Like, I used to take a lot of things personally. And then after a while, I realized, hmm, it's not always personal. Yeah, you got to realize it's half the time it's not, if not more than half the time. And then you learn to, like, just let go. You gotta let go, gotta move on. Water off a duck's back. I have so many sayings that I repeat to myself. When because, there's rejection? Yeah, all of us face rejection yeah, all yeah, the yeah. time. In many different places, by the way, yes. like at work, in your relationship, in your dynamic, even with family, in any dynamic, there's gonna be rejection. Absolutely. So, yeah. some, of my, some of my favorite ones that I learned, like Jay Z says, on to the next one. He's like, just oh. focus on to the next one, on to the next one. Don't worry about this thing, okay? And the other one that I also kind of remind myself is, you know, go where you are wanted. Mm. Choose the ones who choose you. Okay, you don't choose me, that is fine. I'm not what you're looking for. And you have to be very comfortable with saying, oh, I'm not what they're looking for. Yeah. That's okay. 
You don't yeah. want to choose me? That's okay. Yeah, your I'll loss. <laughs> don't need to say that last part. Lah. Just say, it's okay. It's okay. Go where you are wanted. Getting you on your way. In style. Okay, time to get started. With Joshua Simon. For you. On Kiss 92. Now, before our special guests join us on the show, here is a chance for you to win a $189 wireless bone conduction headphones now these are brilliant you wear them over your ears you don't put them in your ears so it's actually really hygienic for you it protects uh, the lining and your eardrum as well but more importantly this one's great if you're working out uh, if you're going for hiking or cycling where you can still enjoy your music or podcast listening to kiss 92 but you also able to hear your environment around you if you've never experienced it before this is your chance at $189 wireless bone conduction headphones from Sharp. Now, with Christmas, well, it's kind of Christmas season already. I have my tree up. Uh, I want you to guess who is singing on this Christmas song. Now, this is a classic, and we've had so many covers of our favorite Christmas classics through the years, but this one could be the new Queen of Christmas. Just listen very carefully to her voice and guess who she is. This person is a queen, Christmas aside. She believes in life after love. And she's been around for decades. She's seen the world change. And if you turn back time, even then, she was an icon, Sunny. A lot of clues there for you already, okay? So WhatsApp your answer to 8855-0920. Getting you on your way. Joshua Simon on KISS 92. And fresh off our Deepavali weekend, we have a real treat for you. We have Rakesh and Shalini Rajendran Raju, the children behind the famous The Curry Club signature on the show with us. Thank you so much for coming down. Thank you, Joshua. I've heard a lot of great things about the Curry Club Singapore. How would you sum it up? Because you do things very differently from, say, uh, the Indian restaurant that I grew up with with my family, for example. Yes, we definitely do. I mean, to be fair, we've also had the very common Indian food just like everyone else in Singapore. Um, Dad started off with mom uh, frying vadis and then we embarked on our very first prata shop selling mee goreng and tetares and pratas. We ran that for a very, very long time, slightly less than two decades in fact. Um, it's a very long time. Yeah. If you cut us up, we'll probably bleed FNB. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of the hardest businesses to ever venture into. But, you know, I read a little bit about your story earlier on to our audience. You know, your father lost his job in the, the early 2000s. But, you know, like turning uh, lemons to lemonade, he sold vade. And then that became really popular. And then you have this homemade masala recipe, which uh, Rakesh is now going to share with everyone in detail. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, so um, the recipes have actually been passed down from my grandma's time. And uh, these spices are really authentic. You know, we, we actually grind them in our own mill. Um, and yeah, we use this masalas um, throughout this journey. Yeah. 
Okay, how different is it? You know, because I think what I read about your store is that you also offer like sort of like small plates. Because like the Indian food that I grew up with was everything on a banana leaf. Like everything's just thrown on. There's a lot of food, but uh, elevating Indian food is a really tricky thing to get right, isn't it, Rakesh? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, and uh, the reason why we do serve small plates because it goes well with cocktails, and you get to try more dishes as you go. Yeah, and I hear that you have. The Singapore's first frog leg biryani. We're gonna chat a little bit more about it. This is wild frog legs in biryani. Even my father will be like, "Huh, what is going on?" <laughs> we'll chat more in just a bit on the show. We have Rakesh and Shalini, Rajendran Raju, uh, behind the famous Curry Club signature. You can follow them on Instagram at the dot Curry Club signature, and their store is at Eleven Muhammad Sultan Road. Now, when I read about what's in your menu, I couldn't believe it, Shalini. You have F R O G biryani. Explain. <laughs> so actually, my brother Rakesh is such a big fan of the frog leg porridge. Um, that's his supper treat with his khakis, <laughs> and he never misses an opportunity to have supper with his friends. And frog leg biryani is high up on the agenda. So when he was actually developing the menu very closely with our chef, he said, "Chef, we got to bring this protein in. We need to make this work." There were lots of R and D behind that dish, and we also had to infuse, obviously, our generational recipe. And voila, we have the frog leg biryani. What do you think, Rakesh? Wait, get this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> on Saturday, I went to Geylang and tried frog leg porridge, fr- frog leg clay pot for the very first time. I was so squeamish about it, but I was blown away. It was like scallop and chicken combined. Like the meat texture was unlike anything I've ever had. It was so tender. And then I told my dad. About is like yo yo why you eat this type of thing ah huh? <laughs> the poor frog why you want to eat the frog you know but then he said actually I tried once ah uh, the fried one it was actually quite good okay so I imagine convincing your father must have been hard though yes it was it was really hard to convince him um, being very traditional and uh, following traditional recipes I think everyone's just used to lamb or mutton or yeah. chicken biryani fish biryani but when we said frog legs he said no way son that's not coming on the menu how do you get him to try it. We did a lot of R and D. We tried it. We did try deep frying it. We did try in a sous vide version. We did steaming, but I think it was best done the traditional way by doing it dumb style. Ah. And yeah, voila voila, chicken. No, it's not chicken. Winner winner chicken dinner. This is winner winner frog dinner. <laughs> and, and people actually order it, and you see their reaction as well in real time. Oh yes, oh yes. I must say also that it's now Dad's favorite biryani. I think we should stop counting already because you know he has had too many now, um, and Mom's not really happy with <laughs> his biryani behavior, pretty much. But our customers have come in and tried. Uh, we have had two sets of people: one who has never tried frog legs ever, and they're like hesitant. But you know, it's a brand new dish. We need to try this. They are very experimental. They're coming in for it, and they actually enjoy it. They go in with a bit of hesitance, and they are like blown away. They're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this is what." I'm eating. Pretty much, that's what they're always saying. And the other group of people who have had frog legs before have come in and said, "I can't believe it's in biryani now. Like this is my new favorite dish." That's truly Singaporean. Yes. You know, to take cultures that we love, food from it, and then blend it together. I'm Chindian, so I think this is like the perfect Chindian dish for me. Now, having a father, a great man like that, you know, with the Curry Club signature, that can be incredibly inspiring, but it can also be very intimidating to follow in his footsteps. 
I'm, I believe you both have your own goals and aspirations as well. Can we just talk a little bit about whether it was a natural transition for you to go into the family business or was there a bit of a fight? <laughs> you had to like run away for a while and then come back. Rakesh. Yeah, um, for me, I've always taken the culinary journey. Um, I did my diploma in, at Sunrise Global Chef Academy. I wow. graduated as a commie chef and then left to New Zealand where I did my bachelor's in hospitality management. Worked at the Langham for a couple of years Woo! and gained a lot of experience there. Langham yeah. there! Look at you. Okay, so it was always in your blood to, to do F&B. And for Shalini, what about you? Um, so... You know, I feel like when it's family business, you grow up with it. It's every dinner conversation. It's always all about the business. I, however, um, repelled. I was like, no, this is not what I'm doing. You know, every day we're talking about it. Every hour when we're together, that's what we're only conversing about. And I'm like, no, that's not what I'm doing. I've done digital marketing. I've worked for other companies. In fact, I've moved to New Zealand with my husband. And at the bottom of my heart, I feel like I'm still very attached to it and I feel like that's just natural it's intrinsic for us at this point so I've come back to help the family business I've just had a baby and mom said you know come back and give us all your marketing experience because now that we have elevated the restaurant itself and the cuisine that we've explored I feel like it's something that I'm kind of giving back my time while mom butter trades it for taking care of my baby. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got a bit of childcare there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but I, I think ultimately, you know, like the, the restaurant has served your family and now what I'm hearing is that now you want to serve the restaurant itself because it's got this incredible duty and, you know, as someone who is half Indian as well, you know, the Indian restaurant for me growing up was always a place where people gather and fellowship. You've got families coming together, people from different races also and enjoying the cuisine and learning something about it as well. Real quick, how was your Deepavali weekend? Because you're here right after Deepavali Samoa. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Um, good family time that we had. You all get free food, right? Because I mean, the food you all cook with you, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you just go into the kitchen and just take, right? I imagine. <laughs> I don't even want to look at the wings yet. I swear to you. In this, uh, we've had on the show Rakesh and Shalini Rajendran Raju, the children behind the Curry Club signature. I want to thank you for joining us on the show today. Thank you. Truly inspiring. You know, your father started this business after he lost his job, you know, and it was a blessing from your grandmother who had this secret masala recipe that everyone wanted. And, you know, some people, they pass on money to their children. They pass on, you know, uh, family heirlooms. For you, it was a recipe. And from there, the children went into FMB, into entrepreneurship. You learned business, you learned marketing, uh, and, and you're keeping this going, not just, you know, for your family, but for every person that comes to your store and enjoys the food there. Because everyone has, like, a certain connection to their favourite Indian restaurant, you know. So, once again, the Curry Club signature, for anyone who's never been there, apart from the Frog Lake Briyani, Rakesh, how would you sum up the experience when someone goes into the Curry Club signature? It'll be a very cheap experience, I would say. Um, we want to handhold our customers from the time they make the reservation right down to walk walk through the doors. Um, they go through the entire dining experience and when they leave, we just want it to be so from the heart. Shalini, for your grandmother, uh, what would you say to her if you could just tell her what that recipe has meant for your families through all these different generations? Ooh. That's an emotional one. <laughs> I think I would tell her, thank you so much, Ata. You've given us a life. You've put food on the table for us for a very long time and we are eternally grateful to you. 
Yeah. Once again, Rakesh and Shalini Rajendran Raju, the children who now run the Curry Club Signature. Check them out at 11 Muhammad Sultan Road. Getting you on your way. In style. Okay, time to get started. With Joshua Simon. On KISS 92. You're on your way with Joshua Simon on KISS 92. And I have a little update to share on how my Deepavali weekend went. I cooked papadam for the first time since I was a kid. Standing right next to my grandmother, watching her uh, take the batter and drop it into the hot oil. And how it will bloom into the papadam that we love. So I went to an Indian grocer and I actually made papadam over the weekend. I had some great dum biryani. And even though on Friday I shared that usually we don't celebrate Deepavali anymore, ever since my grandmother passed away, my entire family came together this weekend. I'll share with you what the experience was like uh, meeting my grandfather again after all these years, a man that I haven't had the best relationship with, but I'll just share very very vulnerably, very honestly what that experience is like. And hopefully if you are um, experiencing the same thing or if you can relate to this, that you will truly be on your way and this story will be a catalyst for you, okay? Almost there. You're on your way on KISS 92. Now, I want to share with you a little update on my Deepavali. Um, I know right before the weekend, I shared about how, you know, my family pretty much stopped celebrating Deepavali through the years after my grandmother passed away when I was a teenager. And ever since then, you know, Deepavali has always been something we just don't really talk much about. Everyone just treats it like a holiday, you know. But I'm half Indian and I've been wanting to reconnect with my roots and my roots is all the way in Jurong West, where I grew up in my grandmother's house. Now, my grandfather is still around, and truthfully, we haven't had the best relationship through the years, and I haven't really talked to the guy for many, many years. Uh, but over the weekend, my dad called, and he was like, Hey, uh, Tata wants to see you. We're going to his house. So I thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to let go of my anger. I think peace is possible. I think I'm at that place right now. I'm 33 years old. I don't want to hold on to anger. So I said yes with a smile, you know. And it's not like I say yes, they didn't go there and see what, what drama was that. No, I was like, no matter what, even if something were to come up, something were to bubble up, I will exit the situation politely and I'll keep my head down. I will be respectful. That was my goal. I went with my sister, my mom, my aunts, and we all went back to... Uh, the childhood home that all of us grew up in. Not just my siblings and I, but also my dad. All of us started from this house, you know. And it was very surreal how everything around the HDB flats around, you know, they all got their facelift, uh, paint jobs, you know. But the interior of the house was still the same. And I looked around, I saw uh, the cups, the cutlery, the flasks that we would drink water from, the refrigerator, everything was still the same. But of course, everything felt a lot smaller now that I'm an adult. And then, my grandfather. Before I met my grandfather, my aunts told me that apparently my grandfather had been asking about me every single day. And that was very heartwarming and that assured me that, okay, I think peace is possible. The moment I walked in, even before I could say anything, the way his eyes just lit up 
almost <laughs> I don't know how to describe it it was as if he saw a little kid but he also saw an adult and he was so blown away that I was so tall and and just like that whatever anguish that I had just went away and he was my father's father and I respected him and I gave him a hug I helped to button up his shirt when we took a photo and it was just the most beautiful I think the most beautiful Deepavali memory I've had since we all would celebrate together when my grandmother was around so there you go. I hope that encourages you, especially if you're holding on to any form of animosity towards your parents or your grandparents, you know. Um, maybe timing is very important, right? But although timing is also a gamble, you know, the, the, the truth is you don't know how long they're there for. By the time you're ready, they may not be around, you know. So I, I'm just so, so grateful that I managed to have a full circle moment of resolution, a moment where I could just say, this is my grandfather. I accept you for who you are. I empathize for what you've gone through that I don't know about your life. Uh, but you are my grandfather and I respect you and I'm grateful that I have this Deepavali memory. How do you celebrate Deepavali? Share it with me. WhatsApp me, 8855-0920. Always with you, on your way on KISS 92. Some food news right now that may not have made the headlines but are worth diving into. Now, we've been seeing very steadily the rise in popularity for oat milk. Yeah, and, and I have made that switch from dairy, which I drank all through my life, but for some reason, after I turned 30, it became lactose intolerant. Or maybe only now that I realize that maybe I've always been lactose intolerant. And I think for a while, we we tried like soy milk, and then some people caught on to it, some didn't. And then nut milk is great, but it's also kind of like thin and tasteless if you really want it to be healthy. And it... It, it's also really expensive, let's be honest. And then when oat milk started to rise up in the West, you know, it was like oatly, oatish and all that. It was also relatively expensive. But then we had our homegrown oatside. Now, I remember when oatside first came up and they sent me an email about it and they're like trying to promote this Oatside brand. They were like, okay, we've got a couple of restaurants, a couple of cafes that will concoct for you an Oatside mocktail or cocktail or, or like a coffee. And if you go to these places, you get to try it. So that was sort of their way to push it. But look at Oatside today. Like I know it's getting popular because I will go to the supermarket. I want to pick up Oatside, but there will never be enough Oatside. And then they started like mass producing. I think they must have gotten like funding or something because now it's always in stock. And I know it. people are still buying it, right? But nothing is stopping the Singaporean brand outside i've got to meet the owners i heard like they spent time like in the kitchen like two guys or something like that's like the urban legend and they're like concocting it gotta try to make this happen uh but now they've shifted to ice cream okay so its own series of ice cream uh, uh of course using outside oat milk they've got three flavors classic chocolate peanut butter cookie dough now that's the one i'm going to indulge in and then coffee with mini chocolate chips so it's a nice little nod to if you always pour your outside into your coffee then you still get that but i actually think the joy here would be making like an affogato right like if because i always pair my outside with my nespresso so i'll do that and then take a little scoop of this ice cream put it on top this sounds to me like 
a winning formula. I really think they might be able to to own this outside ice cream flavor space. I guess only time will tell. There's a public sampling event that's happening this week at Plaza Singapura from morning till night, 18th and 19th of November if you want to try it out. And then after that, it'll be on sale for $12.50. Okay, what are your thoughts? Uh, Are you down to try outside ice cream? Making that switch from dairy to oat? You're on your way with Joshua Simon. Kiss 92. What's hot? What's hot? Time to pop off. Unfortunately, Marvel Studios appears to have lost its superpowers at the box office. Its latest offering, The Marvels, opened at the weekend in North America with anything but just $47 million in ticket sales, the lowest in its 15-year history. The Marvels is a sequel to 2019's Captain Marvel, which brought in 153 million US dollars in its domestic opening. The studio's previous worst debut was The Incredible Hulk all the way back in 2008, which opened at 79 million US dollars. A lot more. The Marvels is about three superheroines, two of whom originated from the Marvels TV series. Disney has suggested that the poor showing could be people's mistaken assumption that they must watch the Disney Plus series to understand the movie. You're not just on the way, you're on your way. With Joshua Simon on Kiss 92. Earlier on the show, we had the children running the Curry Club Signature, Indian casual fine dining restaurant at 11 Mohammed Sultan Road. Uh, Rakesh and Shalini Rajendran Raju, they're still in the studio. But before you go, uh, what are three dishes we must order when we come to the Curry Club Signature? Fire Kiss Origin. It's awesome. So pretty much burnt, peeled and tempura fried. We have topped it with chives and furakake and it's set on a bit of miso cream. What? Yes, and all of that's got Indian spices and a bit of Japanese influence. That is incredible. I mean, okay, earlier on, if you if you missed out on the interview, the full interview will be on our audio. It'll be on Spotify as well, you know, because we have like a podcast version of the show. But there was also a frog... Briyani, the frog leg briyani, which is the first here in Singapore. Rakesh, for anyone that's a bit like, hey, I scared lah, I scared, I never eat frog leg before. How would you persuade them to choose it? This dish, it does not taste anything like frog. It's super tender. It's exactly tastes like chicken. Okay, and Shani, one more dish that we have to order if we're going to the Curry Club signature. What would that be? Dosa kuns. And trust me, if you ordered one, you will not stop at one. I've never had a dosa. You've never had a dosa? It's got braised fish in them, chicken chuka, and a vegetarian option. It's served with a trio of curries. And um, the whole experience is basically dipping and trying out the different curries. So at the Curry Club Signature, we promote experimental dining. So everything you do, you're taking a shot, you are uh, popping food in your mouth, our writers are popping colours. We are trying to evoke your senses in all ways possible. This is like unlike any other Indian fine casual dining, I don't know, restaurant experience that I've ever had. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm quite excited uh, to, to experience this and I'm sure you do as well. Once again, this is at 11 Mohammed Sultan. 
Sultan Road. Uh, thank you so much uh, to Rakesh, Shalini, Rajendran Raju, the children behind the Curry Club signature. On your way with Joshua Simon on Kiss 92. You have been on your way with Joshua Simon, but I leave you in the good hands of Nat, who's always here with a question. Yes, Josh. Go right ahead. Got a, <laughs> of course, I got a question. <laughs> got a question for you, Josh. <laughs> I always have to prepare uh, a question for you. But for today, the question is, have you ever faked your way out of anything before? Oh, my God. Oh, at the time. You- oh, no. Stop. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. You know, like, I mean, I hear this in business. I mean, I've interviewed quite a few entrepreneurs. Uh-huh. You know, they always say you don't have to have the product ready. You just say that you got it. And then mm. once they place order already, then you're going to figure out the product. Which, I oh. mean, part of me is like, wow, this is damn nonsense. Uh, but, I mean, unfortunately, the, the business was kind of like that also. Lah. If you say you don't know something, never say you don't know something. Say, that, yep, I can get it done. I'll do it. And then in that period right. of time, quickly go and figure out, read every manual, do as much hard work as you can so that you can actually be a master at it. Right. And I guess, like, if you tell yourself that you believe in something, then eventually it's going to manifest in some way as well, right? Yes. And also, we are also very used to always saying no nah, I cannot do it nah, I'm very scared lah. oh mm. I don't know this don't know that so we actually sometimes reject when opportunities come so mm. once in a while actually it's good to just say yup I can do it and then after that be like oh my gosh what did I just say yes to <laughs> so, so is that something that you find yourself um, doing every now and then oh here and there lah. I think all of us do it to some degree without yeah. realising you know but mm-hmm. yes I'm guessing that's what you're going to be opening up tonight this, this can of worms yes can of worms <laughs> You're on your way. I'm on my way with Joshua Simon. Kiss 92.